As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Uh, it's a pretty simple line for me to say there, and somehow I always mess it up uh, <laughs> with uh, with some sort of a pause or, uh, or something. Uh, but guess what? It doesn't matter, because you guys are here, and we're, it's the content that, that really shines through, and that's where the nuggets of gold uh, are in this podcast. Uh, speaking of gold, my guests are also nuggets of gold, and uh, so are the San Francisco 49ers. At least they look for nuggets of gold, because they are the 1849ers, and they're going to the Super Bowl this week, or next week, whatever, whenever it is that you're listening to this podcast. And uh, anyway... I am excited. It's episode 90, and we have a special returning guest. Not just a, a guest, but probably the person who's been on this podcast more than anybody else, uh, which is a sign, <laughs> and he's going to get uncomfortable when I say this, <laughs> which is a sign of my love for him. Uh, but you guys have seen him before, or you've at least heard him before. You may have seen him on the internet or in real life. Maybe you know him, because uh, we've been friends for a while. Please welcome back... My friend, number 32 from the University of Missouri Tiger walk-on crew, Mr. Austin Huff. Michael Aldroyd. I feel like that's the first time I've ever been introduced as a nugget of gold, but uh, I guess I'll take it. What do you mean you guess? It's a compliment. I like how you, <laughs> you, you say it as if it's like, uh, you know, you're like, ah, yeah, I guess I'll take this nugget of gold right here. I, I don't think any gold panners ever... Uh, you know, came across a nice little nugget of gold and said, oh, I guess I'll take it. You know, I've been out uh, here. <laughs> if you found a nugget of gold uh, the size of me, it, it wouldn't be that big, so you'd probably throw it. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you don't, that don't know Austin, he's making a joke about his size. Um, <laughs> you know, which is always it's self-deprecating humor. How, are you are you embarrassed to share how, how tall you are? Or? Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm only like 6'6", six, six, so, uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, it's a downer. You're the one who brought it up. Now, I'm just trying to give the viewers a visual. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what your height is. All I know is, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. And Austin Huff, it was fun watching you on a football field, man. Uh, you know, it was, it was cool, man. It was cool. Uh, I honestly can't tell you the last time I was on a football field, so I'm glad at least one of us remembers it. Really? Well, I, I can remember the last time I was on a football field, which was uh, when I went home. I actually stopped by my high school football field in, in Eureka, Missouri, and that was when I saw you last because you came to watch me do a comedy show there in St. Louis. That's right. Um, but I know the last time you were near a field, Huff, and that was this last weekend in Kansas City. You were at the Chiefs game. Am I wrong? I, I, unfortunately, yes, I was there. Um, I, I grew up in Nashville, so I'm a, I'm a massive, massive Titans fan since day one. Uh, my parents have had uh, season tickets, PSL, since since day one, and so I've been to many a Titans game. First time I've been to an NFL game at Arrowhead. Been to a number of Mizzou games there, but uh, 
but yeah, and it was, uh, as you can imagine, the Titans um, ran into uh, a, a buzzsaw by the name of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I like the word buzzsaw. <laughs> he just... <laughs> He, he just did Patrick Mahomes things, which is really irritating for me being a, you know, like a Mizzou fan. I keep tabs on the on the Big 12 still and seeing him in college, like Pat Mahomes wasn't anything great. And I love the people that like, I love the people that like, like rip on like, you know, football analysts or um, football commentators that that ripped on the Chiefs for trading up to get Patrick Mahomes. Like, like I, I, I was one of those people. I was like, I thought, I think that was the dumbest decision ever to trade up for Patrick Mahomes based off of what he had shown us at that time. Now, now granted, now hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, now it, it was it was a brilliant move, but at the time, it was that wasn't a dumb take, and it still kind of isn't a dumb take based off of what he showed showed everyone in his college like he yeah he like put up big numbers in college but so does every quarterback in the big 12 you know like yeah. colt mccoy uh todd reesing put up big numbers in the in the big 12 that doesn't mean they made for great sam bradford even they, yeah. they didn't make for great nfl quarterbacks so i don't know i just like anyway that's nothing to take away from Patrick Mahomes. he's very good and it just sucks when your team has to play them when you're one game away from the super bowl well, you know what, Huff? Your monologue right there just made me think of like six different things, and I think I'm going to forget each point that I wanted to make based on what you just said, because there was a lot of... That's good, because I hate talking about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> there was a lot of juice right there that I really want to dig into and, and extract. There's a lot of puree from that monologue that I'd like to, to drink here and, and regurgitate it for the, viewer, for the listeners. Um, but... The first thing, I'll probably forget everything by the end of this, but the first thing I want to say is what school did Patrick Mahomes go to? I didn't watch, uh, I went, didn't watch him in college. He went to Texas Tech. He's, from, he's a product of Lubbock, which, which that in turn go, goes into my point of he wasn't a, he wasn't a name coming out of college. He wasn't, he wasn't anything special. He wasn't even that great in college. Like he was... He was good the same way, you know, most Texas, like Graham Harrell was good at Texas Tech, but Graham Harrell didn't do anything in the NFL. Like, I don't know. I just think it's... Uh, Texas Tech, huh? Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. It's, it's ridiculous for people to be like, yeah, like, yeah, you guys had said that was a dumb move or stupid. Like, no, they weren't stupid at the time. It was just, I think, uh, I think the Kansas City Chiefs really kind of just... Not to go back to our uh, your introduction, but struck gold with him. So yeah, well, you know, it sounds like Patrick Mahomes really scalped the Titans this last weekend. Uh, Mike, it's twenty twenty. I'm pretty sure that's pretty offensive. Uh. <laughs> well, at least uh, you're there to protect yourself by saying that, and I'm the one who's on the hook for it. Uh, <laughs> so. and, and, Guess what? Nobody actually cares what I say right now. Mike Oldroyd is canceled. Then the next headline's gonna be like, "Wait, who is Mike (laughs) Oldroyd?" Here's the thing: is it it doesn't matter now. It might matter later. Right. Uh, right. This will come up when you like audition for Saturday Night Live. Then people will dig up your past, and then you'll you'll get fired before you ever. You know what? You know what I have to say though. 
am, am I not? Oh, and you don't have to answer this. This is more of a rhetorical question for the listeners, really. I'm not. In, you know, it's like, am I not allowed to make those just? Best, those are always the best questions to ask on podcasts. <laughs> rhetorical questions. Hey, you don't have to answer this. Hey, Coach Pickle was the king of rhetorical questions, by the way. Anyway. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, am I not allowed to make a civil joke? If if a team is going to have a name like that, that's already controversial in my opinion, and it's been that way, and I don't see any plans to change it, am I not allowed to make a joke based on the name of the team? I mean, it's am I? I mean, why can't I make a joke about that versus making fun of gold panners? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like saying, you know, well, hey, this guy's murdering someone, so why can't why can't I piss on the corpse? You know, <laughs> does that make me a bad guy? Well, uh, I would never do that. Uh, and Huff, now you're now you're making me look like the bad guy with your with your breakdown. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm not gonna blame you for making no, me look. Mike bad. is Mike is a good guy who definitely loves uh, Stern. Indians. Uh, maybe we should start the podcast over. <laughs> uh, I love everybody, as you know, Huff. Anyway, um, I uh, what was I going to say? Okay, so the, the second thing in your monologue a few seconds ago that I really that captured my attention, and you might find this controversial or, or disagree wholeheartedly with me. Uh, I. You mentioned that sports commentators were uh, completely wrong in their analysis of Kaepernick because, based on what he showed. Well, I don't know if I'm going to articulate this properly, but I actually think that the world of sports commentating, it, it, it's fun. It's fun to listen to when someone's got a dynamic personality like yourself. I think that you're perfect for that, that role. But nobody can actually... I mean, I remember when we were in college and I'd watch them commentate on Mizzou, and I was like, these guys don't know what the hell they're... They don't have enough information to to actually make a sound analysis on all this stuff. There's so much stuff that's actually going on behind the scenes that whatever we see on TV, that's for spectators and that's for viewers. Um, you know, the guys that are in the locker room, I I always feel like the coaches, the players, those are the only guys that really like have a, like a valid opinion and they can only really speak for their own team you know what i mean that's just my opinion i don't know if you agree with that you don't even have to comment on it but um i just remember i you know like it doesn't surprise me that people get it wrong all the time like fantasy football player like people that play fantasy football you're never gonna you're you're never gonna get it right there's always gonna be stuff that happens outside of everyone's control where they're like wow i Never would have seen this coming. Um, you know, that's just that's just my opinion. What what are your thoughts on that, if any? You can say I played uh, the Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, the people that are within the program or you know in the locker room of a team are going to have more information at their disposal just just based off of you know just based off the fact that they're they're present. You know, whereas analysts and, and commentators aren't able to be present, but they have to cover a much wider spectrum. So their their depth of knowledge isn't going to be as as deep. But I, I don't think that discredits the, their their takes or their analysis just based on solely not being in the. Because if you think about it, if in, in an NFL locker room, 
you know, there's what, maybe 75 people in a locker room, the 53 players on the roster and then the coaches like, so that would, that would discredit literally everyone from talking about the, the team. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think that players, I, I think that, I think that this, like analysts and talking heads on these networks, you know, I, I think they do do their homework and they, they watch a lot of tape and they watch a lot of the games. Yeah, they don't know the backstories of, you know, of what's going on within a locker room or anything like that. They do their best based off of reporting and stories that they unearth. But I, I don't think it, you can say like, oh, well, you know, these, these people don't know what they're talking about. Like, they clearly do. It's what they do for a living. That would be like me saying like oh you don't know how to construct a joke like no you do that's what you do for a I'm living not, you know? I, I, I'm not I, I hope it doesn't I wasn't no no no, no. I, attacking I, don't, I don't take any offense to your take and there's a lot of people that have that opinion I, I'm just saying that yeah. I don't think you know like you you've obviously had one perspective of you know you've had the the, the fortune of being in a locker room and seeing all of all of what you witnessed, but you know, there's still like there's still other perspectives, I guess, and and I think that's important for the uh, I think it's important for the sports landscape. Plus, plus, not to mention, at the end of the day, everything is sports. You know, like it's it's meant like sports were invented to be fun and to be a pastime to to both play and watch. And anytime you can bring argument or disagreement or takes or, you know, like rebuttals to takes, like, I, I think that's, that's what, part of the reason that makes sports so great. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I agree with that. As, like, as far as the, 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 the spectating side, uh, I, you know, as far as enjoying it and the entertainment value, in my opinion, that you get from, from sports, I, uh, were you going to say something else? No, I was, well, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you, like, do you feel like people are being misinformed? Well, here's what I'll say. I, I, I'm going to ask it <laughs> another rhetorical question. Do you know of any football coaches or players? Do you know of any football coaches that are like, hey, players, go watch ESPN and see what they think of us going into the next, this next game as homework well, so that no, we can be better prepared for our game? <laughs> you know, ESPN, ESPN isn't for the players and coaches. The ESPN is for the spectators. It's for the fans. Right. It's to deliver, you know, breakdowns and analysis of the games that they're watching. Well, so it, so I don't think, yeah, I mean, I I mean, to your, to your, (laughs) to your rhetorical question, (laughs) here's my rhetorical answer. It's yeah, it's not, it's not meant for them. Yeah, I, I what I will say to answer your original question that you asked me a, a minute ago about do I think that the public is misinformed? No, I don't think they're misinformed, but I don't think that they're given the whole truth. They're given as much truth as I, as they can be based on analysts' objective opinion based on data that they've gathered, but they don't have the, the source. It's like a company, right? It's like when people bet on the stock market, they they can't. You know, now I guess this gets into sports betting in a way, right? But they they're basing it 
on the same stuff that commentators are rather than having like insider trading information, right? Which would be illegal, of course, but right. in the world of finance, but there is that insider information that ESPN rarely is able to dig into because that's what's going on in the meetings and in the locker rooms in the in the practices right um that that's that's you know game plans schemes um you know that 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 sometimes is completely different than what you know what uh these bigger networks have right that's does that make sense or do you do you hear where I'm yeah, yeah 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 no i get it i don't think that the no i don't think that people are misinformed and I do think that ESPN and sports, you know, all, all these sports networks give a perspective that if you ha- if you could see everything, it, it helps create a more comprehensive view. Now, as a player, I don't have time to watch what ESPN thinks of me, but as a spectator and or a player that has more time that's not actively involved in in in. You know, it, 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 it's it's shaped the way that I view the game differently as a spectator by by now that I have more time to watch a thing like ESPN or witness and read Twitter about people's opinions. You know, you know, it it, it adds a a different level of understanding to the game. I guess you could say it's more an objective, like aerial viewpoint, right? It's more like a, a zoomed out. Um, you know, uh, perspective rather than really being right in the weeds and actually doing doing in the weeds, you know. Um, so. uh, honestly, I feel like today's day and age has has brought a new level of fandom with the internet and blogs and everything that we've got like at your disposal. You can get as in-depth coverage based solely on your team and your team only. Whereas if you flip on SportsCenter, you're gonna get, you're only gonna get the surface level. You're not gonna get the in-depth analysis that you normally get. So that, so then when you do get that, or when you get someone talking about your team that doesn't normally talk about your team, and they say something critical, then it, it really irks fans in a way that. You know, oh, well, they don't know what they're talking about because, you know, you're hearing things about your team that you don't want to hear. You're hearing things from your team that's not coming from not necessarily another fan or someone that's, you know, with the program every single day. That's why people, that's why people, that's why you see Kansas City Chiefs fans right now signing a petition to get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman off the broadcast because, you know, everyone, and it's not just Chiefs fans, it's all fans, so many fans that hate, hate the, the Joe Bucks of the world or the, you know, name, you know, the, the Booger McFarlands, whoever it may be that's commentating your team's game because they'll give their perspective and it may not always be what you want to hear. And in this day of the internet, you don't, you can tune people out that you don't want to hear except for when it's on a national broadcast you know then you have to listen to them so that's why a lot of people that's why that hatred is there and that you know a lot of people are oh he he doesn't know what he's talking about he's such an idiot or he favors the other team because all you're hearing is if he says something critical or if he praises the opposite team that comes across as a shot at your own team and I don't know it's just it's just interesting the way 
you know, that's why guys like back in the day, like the Al Michaels and the Howard Cosells were so revered and so loved because it was an honor and a privilege when your team got to be featured on national, national TV. Whereas nowadays it's, you know, every game is on national TV. Every game is, is on a broadcast of some sort. And so you can really like customize critical of the people that are, that are talking about your team. People so. want customization, right? Because they exactly. can have yeah. it. Like it's, you know, it's the on demand culture. Like I want, I want, I want content that's only about my team and my team specifically. And, it didn't always used to be like that. Now that it's watered down, like, you know, if you want to go on a much deeper level, that's why, that's why, you know, social, social media is, is very much in play into all of this as well, because, yeah. you know, you look at, you, you look at like the state of America right now, there's a, <laughs> I'd say, I'd say 50% of America doesn't get along with the other 50% of America. And that's because we live in this, in this, we're living in these echo chambers that are called that is social media. Whereas, if Mike, you come across and you say something, whether it be politically infused or sports infused, or something about like, you know the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're if you're bragging about the Chiefs, you know, on on Monday morning, and I'm sick and tired of hearing about it, all I have to do is hit unfollow. And that's the way so many people have molded their social, their online presence is to just the things that they want to hear. You know, if you have the same political viewpoints, if you have the same sports yeah. viewpoints, if you have the same social viewpoints, people Do you think only, that's, uh, is there... Only dwindle it down to just that. So then it's like, at the end of the day, who are you talking to? When you go on these on these rants or these tirades, you're only feeding it to the people that want to hear it. That's where I, well, you know, not to take a get on a soapbox or anything, but in my personal viewpoint, I follow people on social media that I don't like, that I don't necessarily agree with, just yeah. to get those differing opinions, because I think that's important. And the same thing with the sports world. I follow people that hate my favorite sports teams, mm. just to get their viewpoint, because I think that's yeah. it, that's important to have. It's good to have the all-encompassing views. I think it's important to watch CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC. Watch how about, them all. Get, how about BBC, bro? What about BBC? Viewpoints of everyone, you know. How about some BBC action? You do a little BBC and NPR. I can't. I can't really stand their uh, their dental hygiene. But other than that, yeah, it's fine. Huff, oh, it's 2020. How dare you say a joke like that? Especially with especially with their. Uh, with these HD cameras, you know, it really pinpoints it. <laughs> that's that's what I hated when Blu-rays came out. I was like, I don't want to see the actress's acne. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to see. Yeah, I don't want to see Ferris Bueller's pores. <laughs> you know, it ruins the movie seeing his pores. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh uh, gosh, I love you. <laughs> Uh, hey, so uh, that was a really deep well that I just I just went into. I, I feel like I just blacked out for like the last like five minutes. Did I get you? Did I get you revved up, Huff? Did I get you revved up? I don't know how I how we went from talking about Patrick Mahomes to somehow talking about the political discourse in America. <laughs> well, it it, it 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 all started with sports, and it just went on social media became yeah. the conduit to lead to uh, we, right. we talked about how social media is changing the game for sports and, yeah. and commentating and then how you can uh, oh, I, I, don't, I don't need it reviewed back to me <laughs> I, I just, I'm locked out let's, let's move on okay okay well are you happy with what we've talked about because I am I, I'm satisfied with the, the content thus far that's 
That's uh, like I've, ne- I've never I've never talked to you and not been happy with what we were talking about. Do you mean that sincerely, Huff? Not not in the least. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was really getting excited for a second. <laughs> But uh, you you were typing that into your resume. As, as <laughs> you're damn right I was, huh? You're you're, you're damn right Which, I was. I, can I ask you a question? As a comedian, do you even have a resume? Like, is that something that like? You know what? Like, that that hurts my feelings. You, Are we taking shots no, at each no, other's saying, careers got, right now? <laughs> I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a lot of I got a lot of friends in comedy, and I've always like kind of wondered like, do they have? Yeah, resumes. I do. Because I do. It's like, you're almost like an independent contractor. In a yeah, sense. yeah. I'm the CEO of a, an independent company. You know, uh, I'm the right. emperor. I'm the emperor of Droid Entertainment. Huh? Uh, yeah. But yes, I do have a resume. It's it. When do I use it? Is the question. You know, I don't flash that on on, on <laughs> yeah, right. Facebook. My my comedy resume. But that might be a funny post, actually. Uh, which yeah. I'm not gonna do. Hey, join my LinkedIn network. With, uh... <laughs> I do have a, a comedy LinkedIn as well. Um, oh, there you go. But hey, interest. Uh, you know what? Now the fact that you mentioned that you like stimulating discussions and differing viewpoints makes me happy that I brought up the topic that I did, and we we kind of like had some good, um, a good healthy discussion there. That makes me happy. Do you do you have any other questions for me? <laughs> Cause I, 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 no, I like when you when you said, Mike. Do you think that the way sports is broadcast? Do you think that the audience gets a limited viewpoint? I, I like that you you asked me that. Do you have any other questions that you could kind of stump me with? Uh, all right. If a train's leaving Philadelphia at 500 miles per hour, and another train's leaving Chicago at the same speed. <laughs> what city will they meet? In the no, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right, no worries. I I don't know why I asked. That's a silly thing to ask. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I the last thing I'll that I'll like, extract from your monologue is I think it's really cool that you were at the NFC cha- the AFC Championship game in Kansas City. Did you ever dress out in Arrowhead whenever the team played there, or were you going? At that point, as a fan, to watch the the Missouri Tigers when you no the first game they played there, I was a I was a fan. That was the if you if you recall the first year I I did not play for Mizzou was the year that uh, they uh, they were number one for a week and then they went to the Big Twelve Championship and then they proceeded to go to the Cotton Bowl. So that was that was awesome. Yeah, (laughs) I'm kidding. It, well, no, it was it was actually that was actually one of the greatest years of my life. Just like in college, you know, I was I was living as a regular student for the first. I like I discovered naps for the first time. Naps. I, yeah, I was like I didn't even know college students had time to do this. So I, I napped a lot, and I got to go to I got to go to most of the games. Did you get to Martin Rucker and Tony Temple for hooking me up with tickets for a lot of the games? Oh, that's um, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Those guys were good to me too. In fact, yeah. I, 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 I stood, I sat next to Martin Rucker's dad uh, at the Big Twelve Championship, and we we hugged a lot that game. <laughs> uh, every I time remember, Ruck caught a pass, you probably hugged. Yeah, I remember there was a trick play right before half um, that they they ran. It was like a reverse touchdown pass to tie the game at halftime, and. Uh, and we definitely, we definitely hugged a celebratory oh. hug, if you will. That's pretty awesome, man. Well, Ruck comes from a good, 
a good family. Um, yeah, speaking of politics, Martin Rucker. Okay. Did you did you know he, he like he ran for uh, what was it? He ran for not governor, but it was like senate or something. It was he he ran for something in, uh, in Missouri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was which was awesome. Yeah, he's a. I can't think of a better dude to be a politician just because he's a. He's a good guy, great smile, and uh, really good at photo hunt. <laughs> you remember when we used to play that at Big 12? Oh my gosh, yeah. Didn't We also uh, played at that, that uh, pizza place, right? Gumby's. Gumby's? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, Gumby's was my joint, man. Dude, Everyone, photo hunt. You, you, want a, you want a wild hot take. Everyone's yes. all about Shakespeare's in Columbia. No, not me. I, I think Gumby's is the best pizza in Columbia. Is it still no. there? Gumby, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's still there, and it's now it's 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 a chain. They've got Gumby's in multiple college towns, uh, you know, across the U.S. But it is bar none the best pizza in Colombia. Yeah, I know that that's not going to sit well with a lot of people because there's a lot of uh, Shakespeare stands out there. But I just got to say, you know, look, the pepper jack pineapple pizza and. Um, Ed Gumby's is, without a doubt, my favorite pizza on planet Earth. Better than anything in New York, huh? Uh, yes, but now that there is, there's a lot of good. I love New York style pizza. New York style pizza is my is my favorite style of pizza. Better yeah. than Chicago and St. Louis tries to claim that St. Louis has a St. Louis style pizza, but it's only if it's only sold in St. Louis, it's not necessarily a, a style of pizza yeah so. yeah well then um i do i i have to agree that gumby's is is tremendous i think i might even like it more than new york style you know Ooh, yeah okay. I, I can get what that take yeah my dad likes new york style a lot you know and and uh most people do danny you know danny Relegert when he came out to visit he's uh he was excited about New York style pizza. I actually don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't. And it's cheap too. That's the thing that's great about New York style pizza. It's cheap. You can get like a dollar, two dollars a slice. Yeah, and depending on what kind. Slices. Yeah, depending on what kind it is and where. Right. But right, yeah, right. It, it's anywhere from. I'm, I'm talking about those little hole in the walls, like yeah, those little bodegas that serve that serve. Uh, yeah. You know, pizza. Like those are my favorite style because it's like, look, we're just gonna. Slap down some dough, put some sauce and cheese on it, and let you be on your way. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you come to New York, we'll have to have a slice, you know. All right, deal. Awesome. Uh, cool. It's good what's talking. That, what's that one? What's that one pizza place you guys have up there? Uh, uh, Smaro. Smaro. Uh, Smaro. I've heard that. I I I I couldn't. Tell you, I couldn't like comment on their p- pizza specifically off the top Mike, of my head. Was, Mike, Mike, that was a, that was a joke. That smarrows everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I answered it honestly. Then I tr- that's that's the importance of answering honestly rather than just going along with stuff. Because if you just go along with stuff, people could easily just call you up like, "Yeah, I just made that whole thing up, dude." <laughs> you know, and then you look like an idiot for going, "Yeah, I've heard of that." You know? Yeah, 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 yeah I know smarrow. <laughs> Uh, there's there's a lesson in that, which is I think it's it's good to be honest, um, you know. Anyway, um, yeah, there's 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 some there's something good about honesty, right? Huh? All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, I feel like 
I feel like this podcast doubles as an after school special. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like the, uh, you know, like it's, you know, amongst the, uh, amongst the questions and answers, there's, there's lessons to be learned. Yeah. You know, oh hey, yeah. Hey, I oh, think. Do your homework. Stay in school. The, uh, don't always be kind to one another. <laughs> hey, Treat I... others the way you want to be treated. You know what? I think that there is some I, there is some of that that shines through in the Michael Oldroyd comedy podcast. I appreciate, it. especially having a fellow like yourself on, huh? So, uh, speaking of that, we just reached thirty two, thirty two of the uh, thirty two minutes in and thirty two seconds there, and I thought of you there. Uh, I thought about you while I'm talking about you because you you were number thirty two. Anyway, um, I was trying to I was trying to say when we were at thirty one I was going to mention it but you you were talking the whole time so I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, I appreciate you thinking of me while you're talking to me. So. <laughs> you know, I uh, what was I going to say? We not to jump around because we're we're kind of like I know this is fun. You know, we're kind of just we're we're playing around in this conversation play box here, and. Uh, um, when you mentioned that you you had the best year, you had a great year of your life after the year that you left the team, I always thought it was funny because when I joined the team, it was my first year and it was your second year on the team. And in the locker room, I'd always be joking around. You were you were always joking around too. We were always being funny in our own unique ways. And uh, a lot of times you didn't think I was funny, but nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, I remember you and, and Waldman would say, you know what, man. We, I really, I, all jokes aside, I genuinely hope that you come out for football next year, Mike. You know, I hope that you you do this again because this has been fun. You know, right, right. Because I, I knew I probably wasn't going to play, so then you would be occupied with football, and I would be free of having to listen to you. You know, uh, you know what? That's your comedy routine. I know you say that in jest, but you know what is kind of funny is one time I used to, like Huff, you were one of the people that I would like contact more often than most people like I'd want to hang out and stuff and you were the one that was trying to like not hang out with me as much you were the one that would say things like Mike what you're acting like my girlfriend or something like (laughs) I'm like gosh I can't get enough of Huff you know like (laughs) most of the time it wasn't intentional there were a few times where you were probably like like Hey Huff, uh, what are you doing tonight? Want to go see a movie? And then maybe, you know, dr- drive up to the cliff and just park for a little bit. <laughs> oh, gosh, what 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 fun laughter we have, you know? Um, even though I'm the only one laughing right now, uh, but no, this is good stuff. So let's let's get back to uh, to football for a second. Um, we've got. Uh, the Pro Bowl this weekend, which no one cares about, right? Nobody gives a shist. Yeah. And probably by the time this podcast comes out, because I usually air them early Monday morning, so the Pro Bowl probably will have already happened. The world will yeah. not have cared. Which, which it, it's actually funny because uh, if you if we were to have this conversation, you know, right now we haven't seen the Pro Bowl, and if we were to have this conversation the day after the Pro Bowl, we probably still wouldn't have seen the Pro Bowl. Yeah, so. I think our our breakdown of the Pro Bowl would be the same either way. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be uh, a couple of guys that, uh, you know, some silly antics are going to happen on the field. Uh, there's going to be some really soft wrap-ups. There's not even going to be any tackles because nobody's going to be taken to the ground. And 
you know, it's going it, to, there may be some rain in the forecast because it's now in Orlando instead of Hawaii. And, uh, yeah, it'll be, people will be mic'd up and they'll say funny things during the game. And that's, a, that's pretty much your Pro Bowl recap right there. Well, in that's, case you missed it. that's more than I've ever, I've ever known. So I appreciate that, you know? Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> That's, all I know is that it used to be in Hawaii, and they moved it to Orlando, so. Right. Yeah, it's like a, uh, it's like a, like a family trying to save money on a summer vacation. Yeah. You know, like, oh, hey, kids, this year, instead, we're going to just go to Orlando, because yep. daddy's on a budget. And by daddy, we're talking about uh, the commissioner of the NFL, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> it's like we're making billions of dollars, but we're going to move the uh, Pro Bowl a little bit closer to a less boring town because we have contractual obligations to ESPN, which is owned by Disney. So we're going to hold the thing in Orlando at the Wild World of Sports Complex at Yeah, Disney. And, and, you know, that's funny that, like, it's, it's not too far from Miami. So, you know, Florida is... Uh, where the big football stuff's going on this uh, this month. So that is an interesting point. Not really worth saying much other than that, but <laughs> you know. Uh, all I know is Orlando. I'm not. I don't really care about Orlando. You know. I. I mean, I. I think I'll probably go there once. Once more in my life by choice, unless there's like I'm invited for an event or something. But I'll probably take my family when I have one. I'll probably take him to Orlando once to go to Disney World, and that's that's it. That'll, that'll be yeah. my uh, Orlando experience. Yeah, um, you'll fill your Orlando quota. Yeah, I'll hit the checkbox and be like, all right, no reason to come back. Um, so anyway, uh, what do we? What else is going on? Obviously, you know, big news in the sports world. And by, if you guys haven't figured it out, today's episode is just going to be sports sports related for the most part. We might. We might veer off a time or two, but you know it, it's hard to get away from sports when when Huff and I are talking, especially football. Um, so the big news that happened just yesterday was that Eli Manning announced his retirement, and that's obviously a big deal. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens to the other behemoth, which is what Brady decides to do. But we we don't need to talk about Brady right now because that's still TBD. I'd love to hear your opinion on Eli Manning, Huff. Well, now that Eli Manning's out of the league, Brady's definitely coming back because he's like, okay, well, I don't have to worry about losing any more Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Eli was the one person that could break, that could crack the uh, the Brady code. You know, Eli Manning's Eli Manning's one of those interesting uh, players in the sport to where like they played for so long that like you're not sure if they're even good. Um, like obviously Eli Manning played for a long time. He's he's built up a he's won two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. Um, you know he's been he's been in, like there's been moments, there's been flashes, but his career record is 117 and 117. <laughs> like yeah. it's not like he's uh, he was some world beater at the quarterback position. In the good years, he was great. Yeah. In the bad years, he was really bad. <laughs> yeah. There were yeah. years where he led the led the NFL in interceptions. Like yeah. that's so it's it's interesting to see how people will debate and pick apart his career as to, you know, whether or not he should get a gold jacket or not. Oh, like, come on. Are you saying that's even in question, Huff? Oh, without without doubt. Oh man, man like there's no doubt that he should get uh, he should go to the Hall of Fame in my opinion, man. There's well, no doubt. Why is that? Okay, well, I mean, Eli Manning is 
probably my favorite player that's until and now, now he's no longer in the NFL. But before yesterday, he was my favorite player in the NFL. Okay, uh, so we should put that. We should put that on the plaque. Eli Manning, Hall of Famer, was Mike Oldroyd's favorite player in the league. Okay, what else? We hey, got? you know what, Huff? I I I think I think that it says something though. You know, you know uh, what a unique fella I am. Uh, I think that it should be on his plaque. No, <laughs> no, I uh, I love Eli Manning. First of all, he plays. The, first of all, he's from what I can tell, right? I wasn't on the team with him. I don't know him personally, but from what I can gather and see, is one, he's a happy-go-lucky dude. Two, he's he he's a genuine good person. You know, from what I've seen off the field, him and his wife. But I know a lot of players have foundations, so it doesn't automatically just make you a great person. But I've heard people that have been Giants fans for years, like one of my friends, um, you know, one of my friends, her one, like her best friend was uh, the daughter of one of the trainers, like the main, one of the main trainers for the Giants for like a really long time. And uh, so she kind of knows a, a lot of inside scoop about the players and just how they'd rally behind Eli and just like what a charismatic and, and, and good person he was overall. Um, I love his carefree attitude. I love that he. I would much rather play for Eli than than Brady as a receiver. I would, I would love to be one of the receivers on on Eli's squad. I'd play for him. I'd, I'd you know, I'd do anything I can to to help the team win. With, you know, under Eli. I mean, I'd do that for any team that I play for. But uh, he's just. It, it, okay, and and so that's that's why I like him. Now I'm gonna make the argument why he should get a um, why he should go to the Hall of Fame. It's because there is no doubt. I mean, first of all, two Super Bowls, both of those Super Bowls, it's always a team win, but they could never have won without Eli. You know, those Super Bowls that he put together. You know, he did his part. Everyone did their part, right? But but there's no way. In heck, uh, that the, the, they could have done it without him. And I'll, I'll I'll create an analogy for you. Okay, I'm not a very good bowler, but I, I made one miraculous bowl in my entire life, and that defines my bowling career. All right, it was we were we were all just kind of goofing around. I'm throwing the thing around. It's going into the gutter. It's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And my last bowl, you know. I did this thing where I just I winded the ball up like a like a softball pitch, you know, <laughs> uh, to be funny, and I just rocketed this thing, which is kind of dangerous, you know. It probably wasn't the smartest idea, but it just it just was like the most perfect strike you'd ever seen, and everyone's eyes popped out of their heads, and I think that that's Eli Manning in a nutshell, right? Like, like. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, like I'll, I'll, I'll stop you right there. No, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But I'm gonna let you finish. Man, come on, huh? <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, my entire bowling could be like. There are some people that could never make that happen. What I what I did there, no matter how good of a bowler they are, right? Um, and there are some people that could never do what Eli Manning did in the Super Bowl, um, no matter how good of a quarterback they are, no matter how functionally sound they are with the X's and the O's and their study of the game. There's something 
that that Eli has, and I think part of it has to do with there's something that has to do with the type of player that he is, where he he, he cares obviously, but he has the ability to not care to the point where it cripples him, right? And when it truly matters, when the pressure is really on, Eli performs. And, and he did. He, he performed when it really matters at those two Super Bowls. Um, you know, some of the best quarterbacks in history never were able to accomplish one. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's one man. Again, I'm not saying it's just because of Eli, but they would not have done it with Eli. I, it's hard for me to articulate why, other than how I already have. But um, I feel very strongly about it, and I think he's just—he's—he's he's an amazing athlete, and people—people people expect perfection when it's when it's impossible. He has the right Madden configuration for greatness, in my opinion. You know, not that it's the only configuration for greatness, but he has the right—he was written up. You know, his 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 code, his genetic code, uh, allowed him to be able to to do just miraculous things on the football field when it truly mattered yeah okay and i hear you uh i just don't think you can take two really good performances in uh, in super bowls as the basis for getting him in for a you know what almost a 15-year career uh you know, I mean, like, if you want to, if you want to go that road, those aren't two performances; those are two Super Bowl performances. Right, exactly. But what did he do the rest of the time? I mean, get them at, there. Like, get them there. In, in, that, in that regard, <laughs> he got them David, there. <laughs> David Tyree is known for one of the greatest catches in Super Bowl history. Does you know? Does he belong in the Hall of Fame? What about like? Uh, well, was it a game-winning catch? Because I don't know who that is. David Tyree. He's, he's the hel- he's the guy who made the helmet catch that Eli Manning threw. Oh, okay. Okay. Game. Well, you know, like uh, I don't. Jacoby Jones. Jacoby Jones had uh, a heck of a performance against the the Forty Niners um, in 2013. Does he belong in the Super Bowl? I mean, I mean, does he when you in the when you game? first of all, no one wins the Super Bowl by fluke, right? Uh, no, the, those guys. I don't know the rest of their career to 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 comment. Eli, as the quarterback, there's more. You're, you're, in a lot of ways, you're just the position and the dynamic of the position. You're, you're, you're the general. You're the leader, right? Everyone is king off you in some way, shape, or form. Um, and and he led them to two Ws. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, you know, just his position alone and, and the way that they were won. You know, the way that the two Super Bowls were won, um, you know, it, 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 it's you can't put those guys in the same category. I mean, it's the the guy that you just mentioned who made that helmet catch, that's miraculous, and he should always be remembered for that. I don't know the rest of his career stats, but I didn't even know his name, or I don't know what else he's done. Was that an amazing play? And now that you mentioned his name, yes, it was, it was tremendous, you know. Uh, it was miraculous. It was both of them and the rest of the team on that play. You know, they they executed, but I don't think, um, you know, I, I I don't think that they should be just for those plays alone. Should they go to the Hall of Fame? No, I don't think that that puts them in the same category as Eli for you know what he did in his role to to win two Super Bowls for those teams. Yeah, I 
I, I think you're you're speaking a lot with your heart right now, and you're not speaking a lot with your head. You're basically, you know, I'm a fan of this guy, so I want the best for him, which is understood. A lot of a lot of people are like that, but if you if you look into uh, if you look into Eli Manning's career, I mean, you're you're going to see that outside of those two Super Bowl years, it it was really mediocre at best. Was there ever a point in his in his what what did he played 15, 15 years? Yeah. Was there ever a point where someone was like, yeah, he's a top five quarterback in the league? He wasn't better than his brother, Peyton Manning. He wasn't better than Tom Brady. Wasn't better than Aaron Rodgers. That right there is three guys. He wasn't better than uh, I think, who else? Drew Brees. He wasn't better than Drew Brees. I think we're defining greatness differently. You know, I think we're defining. I think we're defining greatness uh, differently. We're using different metrics to. You know, I, I can't help but go by Super Bowl wins as as not the only thing, but it is the number one uh, category in my book. Um, there's just but but okay, so but then you're discrediting every other year of his 15 years in the NFL. Like, so if you're no, if you're really I'm if not you're really, bad, if you're really bad in your career, but you win two Super Bowls, that makes you a Hall of Famer. Like. He only won. He only won ten games or more, I think, like five times in his career. So, like, I mean, at the end of at the end of, I, again, I, I define it. You know, Super Bowl W's are are very special, and there's it's it's in a tier of its own. You know, and for me, the way I define greatness, as far as when we're talking about best of all times. Super Bowl has to be part of it's like if if we're talking about Jordan if we're talking about like the best basketball player of all time the number one thing I'm going to start with is number of NBA championships you know uh I'll even so, give you an- So in that sense in that vein are Charles Barkley and Dan Marino not Hall of Famers because I think that they are for they different did, I do think win. that they in my championships? in my opinion they're great players, and they should be considered for the Hall of Fame. I guess Dan Marino is a Hall of Famer, right? Yes. Uh, I'm glad he got into the Hall of Fame, you know? Uh, I'm not saying he is not as... I'm not saying he's not as good as Eli, you know? He's, I, almost, he's almost the antithesis of Eli because he's, he appeared, I think, in two... He definitely appeared in at least one Super Bowl, didn't win it, and but the rest of his career was was really good and really strong whereas Eli obviously won two Super Bowls and the rest of his career was mediocre at best yeah I think that's a good discussion so I think Dan Marino is a terrific quarterback it's it's unfortunate that he was never able to come away with a Super Bowl Bowl W to make a discussion like this kind of easy you know Uh, but I I'm not saying he's not as good because he doesn't have Super Bowls, but what I do know is that Eli's got those W's, and that just it puts him in a different category. Whether it's entirely because of the rest of the team, you know, that they won, you know, like who's to say, right? At the end of the day, but I do, I do put a lot of stock in the Super Bowl. I, I put a lot of stock in those moments where everything is on the line, you know, and either the job got done or it didn't. I mean. It may sound harsh. Uh, it doesn't take anything away from Dan Moreno, and I do think he should be a Hall of Famer. I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame, but 
I, I just put a lot of stock, and I give Eli so much credit for getting the job done when the heat was really on. I mean, the easy I, I could give you another example. You know, David Freeze. You probably don't think he, he's that great of a of a player, but I give David Freeze a lot of credit for what he did in Game Seven of the World Series in St. Louis. I think it was in 2011. Um, but it was that same thing. The, the pressure was on. The game would have been over if he didn't hit a, a home run. Right. And like but one one moment in a career. This is the Hall of Fame. This is literally the greatest of the greats. You can't just say, oh, well, he came up big this one time. He came up big th- these two times. Like, that's not... That's I not mean, the, here's the thing. Or, like, you, you I, have to think, like, your entire career, you were one of the best, if not the best, at your position. So the I, first I, I thing, know, I, my, Eli Manning, Eli Manning led the NFL in interceptions three times in his career. Three years he led the led the league in interceptions. You want to know how many times he he led the league in touchdown passes? What zero? Zero. Not once in his entire career did he lead the league in touchdown passes. But. Where you're trying to spin the case that he he belongs in the Hall of Fame. He does, in my opinion. I I am not back. I like I I feel very strongly about this. So. I, I know, I know, yeah. I know you do. We're not gonna. You're you're a huge fan, but like, can you see from an it, analytical well, perspective we, of why? It depends why, on like, how you define we, greatness. I mean, I, I think that the, the root of this is that we're looking at the definition of greatness differently. So I mean. We're not going to be on the same page if if our metrics are different, you know. Right, but your 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 basis your basis is just saying, oh, he came up clutch twice. Like that's, no. that's your metric. Well, that, in, in order to go to, he led them. <laughs> that expands the horizon for a lot more players to make it into the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is supposed to be an elite fraternity, an elite group of the best who ever played the game of all time. I think that I Eli think, think is you, one of the best of all time. I don't think you would put Eli Manning on a, on a Mount Rushmore or a, you know, I, I don't think you would, you would put him as one of the greatest I, quarterbacks I don't, to ever play the game. I don't penalize someone for mistakes that they've made or interceptions that they've thrown. I, re, I look at the reward for success, if, especially when it matters most. And nobody... You know, can in my opinion, nobody can be perfect all the time, and without Eli Manning, the Giants would not have two Super Bowls in the last fifteen years or since he. Since see, he, I, and see, that's where I think you're misguided. I think without uh, Michael Strahan and those defenses that they had, I think they would not be Super Bowl champions. Well, this is this has been a great. Uh, <laughs> Healthy discussion. You and that's why I love, and to, to tie it all back together, that's why I love sports. Because you can debate, you can have those conversations. You will have your opinion for life. I will have my opinion for life. And we will, we'll, there's probably no way either way, either one of us will be able to talk the other side into it. But it's good to know those other sides of the, of the spectrum. It's good to know yeah. your opinion and your argument and I hope you feel the same about you know about mine. Well, I do. I I, I respect your opinion it's, for it's sure. The, it's those discussions that I love. Well, I'm glad about sports. That makes me happy. I, I think that that's very, that's great, Huff, and and it's perfect. You're you're perfect for it. You know. Um, so, um, 
yeah, I, I think it's healthy, and I think that I, I appreciate your perspective. I think it's it's very valid. It, it makes sense. I think we define what we, you know. I think it's we're on the same page as far as the facts and things like that. I think we just define greatness a little bit differently, you know. And that's I don't know what they go by in Canton, Ohio, um, but when it comes to greatest in in my book, you know, I told you I'm I. I, I like to see that that softball bull that goes into a strike and and just causes people's eyes to pop out of their heads. You know that's, <laughs> you know, that's that's, you know that's to me that's what matters. It's like can you get that high spike? Can you, you know, when you're going to the fair and you hit the uh, that thing where you try to get like the the Yahtzee at the top, right? Some people can hit it nine out of ten consistently. They're strong. They're muscular. And then someone might come along who's lanky and could only do it once in their life, but for some reason they're able to muster up something that nobody else can, especially when it matters, and somehow they pull it out. They they figure out a way to just do some weird move that can only be done once for them, and somehow they hit that Yahtzee and just blow everybody's mind. And, and to you, that person belongs right there in the Hall of Fame along with the guys that hit it nine out of ten times. Well, I guess to sum it up, yes. To sum it up, yes. Yeah. All right. Hey, at least we're on the same page, right? We're on the same page now. We we without, you know. And there's no there's no shame in um, switching sides if you feel that you know it's it it, it aligns with your ideology or, or or it makes sense to you, you know. But I think we're on the same page in our metrics. And yes, I think we're speaking in the same terms. We we disagree on. You know what belongs in the Hall of Fame, but at least we're speaking the same language. I like that. You know, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, and that's why I would I would even say somebody like David Free. You know, so we don't need to. You know, we get it. We 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 understand the fundamental behind it. So um, that was fun. I know you got to get going in a second, but do you have to go right now or no? Uh, yeah, you're pretty soon. Give me give me a, a time because there's just a, a couple more things that I'd love to. If possible, uh, let's get to one of those things. Okay, so one one last thing then. Yeah. Um, who do you? Okay, before and before we, is there anything you want to shout out? Corkbats.com. Is there anything you want to promote real quick? Yeah, check out. Uh, I've got a uh, like a comedic sports website. If you like Mike, if you like his uh, his his comedy and his sports. His, his terrible sports takes than uh, <laughs> mine. <laughs> then Cork Paps is uh, for you. It's Cork spelled with a K. Uh, hit it up on Twitter. Got uh, about almost 11,500 Twitter followers. So it's we're doing something right. And uh, just sports comedy. And check it, check out the website at CorkPaps.com. Yeah. Um, it's Cork to the K. Check it out. You know, we're on YouTube, Facebook, all of the like. Give us a like and that's a good way to Follow us on social, and that's a good way to keep in keep tabs of what we're doing on the website with uh, both written and video content, and just uh, a lot of good stuff happening. So you, you write blogs on that as well, right, Huff? I do. Yes. Yeah. Well, I gotta. I, I personally recommend Corked Bats. Uh, it has the Michael Oldroyd stamp of approval, and I promote you guys. You know, because I I, I stand behind it. I think it's hilarious. Uh, I can almost tell when a certain 
uh, post is written by Huff, even if it's anonymous, you know, even if it doesn't say who wrote it, right? Uh, just because I know you so well, Huff. But it's very funny. Huff's like, I write everything, Mike. No. <laughs> I, I mean, we have we have some guest contributions and stuff here and there. We, we used to have, there was a point where we had, you know, six or seven writers or whatever at one point. But now it's uh, it's mostly me with a few contributions from guest posts and stuff. Yeah. Well, I definitely think it's great. As long as I've been doing comedy, I've... I, you know, when it comes to, like, advertising and stuff, I've always wanted to promote things like um, corked bats because I don't just want to take money to, to like, like I don't want to take money from a company to, to, to give them a shout-out, which is traditional advertising. I'd rather just give shout-outs to companies or, or people or things that I really stand behind and believe in. And well, that's that's the uh, kind of advertising we're looking for. The uh, the advertising we don't have to pay for. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Zero incentive for me, right? <laughs> yeah. But other than just me wanting to show that I'm a, a a person who has integrity, and not to say that if you take money for for shoutouts, you don't have integrity, but uh, that that you know that I I really want to be promoting stuff that I truly believe in. You know, so. You guys have that from me. You have that from me, Huff. And I, I, I'd say, to wrap it up, wh- what are your Super Bowl predictions? Do you have any predictions for the game between the Chiefs and the Niners? Uh, I don't think that – I mean, the 49ers defense is really good. I don't think they have a match for that offense because it's like – it's almost like uh, what do you the Chiefs mean? are playing – the Chiefs are just playing backyard football. They've got they're, – they're faster than everyone, and their quarterback is better than everyone, and they, they can do – like they can do so much, and it's it's really like the, the Titans defense is really good, and they just destroyed them. And yeah. like the Titans defense, they limited Lamar Jackson. Well, limited. They kept him out of the end zone. They didn't. Lamar Jackson put up some good numbers in that game, but they did not. They were not able to do the same with the Chiefs, and um, they're just they're they're good. And they're, I don't think that they will be stopped. So I think the Chiefs are going to win. Um, probably about 10 points. So you think, do you think it'll be a shootout in any way? Do you think it'll be a high-scoring game where both teams, like, do you think the Chiefs' defense will be able to stop the Niners? I think you'll have, like, a, uh, probably, like, a 34-24 um, um, game. Okay. Um, I think, I think you'll, like, it, it won't be, like, in, insanely high-scoring, but it'll be, um, it'll be a pretty good, decent game. I think it'll... Okay. Well, I appreciate that perspective. My my uh, my breakdown. Some might call it a cop out because I'm not going to choose a team, but I'm going to say that the same thing happens with this championship that happens in every championship. It doesn't matter how good the teams are, or who's prepared, and all this all this stuff. Really, when it comes to a big championship and a big stage, it comes to the team that just shows up that day and says I'm I'm taking ownership of this you know a lot of times you'll just see a team fold under the pressure even if they're ready for it even if they've done all the right things um you know whoever shows up that day and says that Lombardi trophy is mine is going to walk away the victor whoever shows up with that Eli Manning greatness yeah I was going to say I'm (laughs) I'm excited to see who wins just so I know who's going to the Hall of Fame (laughs) Hey, they gotta do it twice to show that it's not a fluke. I mean, once oh, isn't it? Right. 
Once isn't a fluke either. I mean, I, you don't win Super Bowl by fluke, but um, when you do it twice, that's that's pretty amazing. Anyway, though, um, Huff, thank you so much for for joining us today. Uh, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. All right. Well, my pleasure. We'll do it again, guys. Have a great week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Be safe, and uh, go Niners. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny?